Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, RV, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They may go with bundles, but they'll do everything they can to make sure you're fully insured and make sure that they save you money. It is all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and somebody go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, Wednesday, August 9th at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. And now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. And Holmes ready to deal. A ground ball to third. Donaldson squares, throws to first in time. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. You know, that foul ball actually hit me. It kind of glanced off my forehead. So I took one for the team. Okay, John. Um, my best driver of the game is Kyle Higashioka, who wants to know if you're all right. Are you okay? John? Yes. Okay, I, yes. I am okay. Just a glancing blow. Just a glancing blow. John Sterling, Susan Waldman, the only game the Yankees won this weekend. Um, and uh, it was named the Yankees' defensive play of the game. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> Poor John. As somebody who was sat in that exact chair to do a pinstripe bowl. Um, I know how close to the field you are at that point. It's actually a great for baseball. It's an awesome broadcast location. Not so much for football. I mean, you're behind the goalposts. <laughs> but for baseball, it's a great broadcast location. But a foul ball can get back in there. No question. And they actually have it on video. I guess they have a John Sterling cam. <laughs> yes, they do. It is the greatest thing ever. And everybody was want, was waiting to see it, and the Yankees and WFAN put it out there. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's always fun. I mean, it wasn't totally fun in this case, but it, everyone just wanted to see how he handled it, and he did it. He handled it pretty well. I think well, it just shocked him more than anything else. Yeah, he kept going. That's what you're supposed to he do. He kept going. Yeah. So, it's fun. Um... I thought Colin Coward made a great. Did you see the Colin Coward interview with Andrew Morshan? That I did not see. I, I'm not a Coward fan, so I tend to stay away from him. 
he, made, he was talking about John Sterling. Um, and and um, what the heck? Where the heck was this thing? It was with Andrew. And, you know, and John and Susan do a, a fine job for the Yankees. I mean, it's, you know. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I have it here for you because it was uh, an interesting tribute to Sterling. Now, what's John now? Is he 80? He's 84, I believe, yeah. 84? Yeah. So he's talking to him. I've got the Sterling cam, all sorts of stuff here. Um, And when he's talking about him, he said, look, he says, I see a guy like that who wakes up every day, you know, and obviously, you know, there's a pecking order. I mean, it's your family, and, you know, I mean, there's a pecking order in life. Okay. And and he was saying that, he says, he said, I'm now 59. And Yeah, I don't know if we're, I, I'm not sure if we're allowed to use the clip or not. Um, from their podcast. Um, and he was saying that, look, he says, he sees a guy like that who's just loves his job, is passionate about the Yankees, and enjoys doing it and it comes through and he says he says I'm 59 now and and he says that he's starting to see and appreciate the fact that he feels this way about it And and he's, you know, I, I realize John being 84, he's not going to be, you know, look, he's not going to quite have his fastball. I got it. Okay. I got it. But you got to appreciate the fact that the guy goes out there every day and he cares. He cares. He cares about the Yankees. He cares about the players. Um, let me hold on a second here. Broadway show tunes, old movies, and doing Yankee games. Um, he loves it. And I didn't get, when I first heard John Sterling, I didn't even get it. I'm like, this is the Yankees. And then it's like, I've come to appreciate um, a passion. You just can't, you know, I think about age a lot more now because I'm in my late 50s and it's 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 really healthy when I find these people that live to be 80 and they do what we do they almost all have one thing in common and 
they don't always have the healthiest lifestyle. They're, you know, it doesn't matter if it's theater, music, arts. They are so deeply embedded viscerally in what it is. Sterling wakes up thinking about the Yankees, goes to bed thinking about the Yankees. John's... Yeah, I think that's well said. That was on the uh, Marshawn and Oran pot podcast, courtesy of them. I think that's well said. Yeah, he cares. Scott Fransky, yeah, he's not 84, but he cares. Right? I mean, they wake up every day and they they like they are into what's going on. It means a lot to him to sit in that booth, and he conveys that. Now we may sit there and say, "Okay, you know the, you know the, the sayings on the home runs and things like that." But guess what? It's his way of doing it, having fun. Yeah, it's authentic. Well, he sits there in the off season. And he writes them down. I mean, it's, it's, all right. It's, it's not ad libbed. Well, <laughs> authentic know? that I mean, he still came up with it. But yeah, he thinks about it before he says it. It's right. not in the he moment, cares. but yeah, he cares. I mean, yeah, sure. It's, it's his it's way. Sh- is it schmaltzy? Is it whatever? Sure, but uh, but hey, it's him. You know, hey, and then you got Scott Fransky. You know, bedlam at the bank. What a beautiful moment. What a beautiful thing to say. Perfect. Captured it. Right? In an ad-lib moment. Yeah, Meryl Reese. Meryl Reese is out there living and dying on every Eagles play. I mean, every time. Same way a fan does. Meryl's out there doing the same thing. He, you know... He's happy when everything's great. He gets mad at him when he when things aren't going great. Okay. Love it. By the way, you're so absorbed in the Phillies. Or excuse me, in the Yankees, I should say. That you have no idea what's going on with the Phillies. Uh, so... <laughs> The no, I, I knew it was a good weekend the for them. Yeah. No, not a good weekend. They've been playing really well. They've won seven of the last ten. Yeah. Uh, they are playing really well right now. I mean, last five games, right? Beat Detroit, beat Detroit. Took two out of three from the Dodgers. Now, Arizona, on the other hand, <laughs> their last five games that won all five, <laughs> Arizona's playing great. They've been sneaky good this year, too. Yeah, actually, that should be a good series this weekend out there in Phoenix. Really good series. Because Arizona and Atlanta have the best records in the National League right now. They're both at 615. I mean, the, the D-backs actually have a three-and-a-half game lead in the Dodgers. But the Phillies have been able to fight their way back, and now they're eight games back. they got to get Schwarber going. And I don't mean Schwarber. I mean, Schwarber's got power. He's hit the 17 home runs. But they need him. To, he can't. They can't keep going along with him hitting 171. He's got to get that average up to. I mean, to, if he can get the average even to 240, to 240, which would be a 69 point jump right now. In addition to the 17 home runs, great. Because a guy like Castellanos is hitting with 312, and he's driven in 38, and I think. I think that I think Alec Bone's been out for a period of time, right? Yeah, he's he just got back yeah. late and in the Dodgers series. Back. Yeah, 
He's just getting back, and they need that bat in the lineup to then go with, obviously, Bryce Harper. Um, and it's going to be Mike Strom is going to be pitching tonight, or excuse me, Matt Strom is going to pitch tonight. Uh, and Matt Strom will be the starter tonight against Tommy Henry for the D-backs. It's going to be a late game tonight. But we have not talked enough about the Phillies. And I look at what they've been able to do to this point. And they struggled early. But now they're starting to hit a little bit of a groove here. Uh, And I think it's making a big difference in what we're seeing and what they're doing lately. The bullpen is still an issue. We already know that. Um, they, uh, They need to get exponentially more out of Trey Turner. They did not acquire him for 11 years to hit 248. They did not acquire him for 11 years to have a 290 on base percentage. So they've got to get more out of him because he then changes everything out there with the running game. Castellanos has done exactly what you want him to do. I think Bryson Stott has done exactly what you want him to do. He's hitting 292. Schwarber cannot hit 171. He's got to do more than that. Real Muto, need a little more out of him. Right? I think Alec Bone, when he gets back, is what you want. Brandon Marsh. Look, Marsh is an excellent fielder. He's an excellent fielder. And I think a 263 out of him is a bonus. It's a 263 is a bonus out of him. And But they, you know, there are a couple guys they need more out of, and they're getting a little bit more lately. Now the pitching part of it, look, Nola's been good, but you know you want him to be the ball, you know, get the ball and go out. You got to get that ERA to three and a half, not four point six. Zach Wheeler, I like a lot. I know he's four and four, but I like him a lot. Right, ERA's under four. Walker, his ERA's got to come down. Strom's, Strom's been fine. Whether you bring him out of the bullpen or you start him, he's been good for them. Um, it's always like, you know, obviously Vasquez has pitched really well. Um, Sir Anthony Dominguez has been a decent setup guy. Not bad. Kimbrell. Uh, you know, it's interesting. You start seeing signs out of Kimbrell back five years ago that his run is a great um, closer was maybe winding down. Uh, and, you know, and it's still not there yet. I mean, his ERA is over five. It's that it's always going to be the. It just seems like with the Phillies, it's all about that bullpen. Can you get? Doesn't have to be a career year from a guy, but you need to get at minimum one of his two best years. You need to get one of the two best years out of a guy. That's why the bullpens turn over so often in the major leagues. They turn over so often in the major leagues because everybody knows there's a shelf life to these guys. The teams that win get the either the career year out of the sixth through eighth inning guys, or their next to best, their or their next best year. 
because they got a lot of other stuff in place, like starters, offense, good defensive team. But can you get either the career year or the next best out of a guy? That's why bullpens turn over in the majors all the time, because general managers know there's a shelf life. And last year, the Phillies bullpen came through. Now, they're playing better lately. They are playing better lately. And after they're done with Arizona, they've got the A's. It's in Oakland, but after they're done with Arizona, they've got the A's. Then they got they come home and they got back-to-back big series with the Braves and the Mets at the bank. But they're playing a lot better right now. They're quietly getting themselves back into this thing. I think, what, are they eight games out right now? And they're quietly getting themselves back into it. It's almost, you know, in Philadelphia, they're not under the radar. But nationally, they're a little bit under the radar. And now they've started to hit an interesting spot here. They've won seven to ten. And you just have to get in. I mean, it's not the fact that they're eight games back. Focus on the fact they're only a game and a half out of the wild card. They're better than the Brewers. They're probably better than the Giants. Now the question of you know, the Marlins have been playing better than them, so. Now they just took two out of three from the Dodgers. Dodgers are only three and seven their last time. But they're closer to the playoff spot than you realize because they've been slowly getting themselves back in it. Now let's see if they can sustain this to the 4th of July and then set up a big second half. We have not talked enough about the Phillies. Joel Embiid hasn't played for a month. You talk about him every day. Like, what, what, what are we doing? No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! I mean, really. Eagles haven't played since... What did the Eagles do in their last game? No. <laughs> no? Um, let's not relive that. I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> Tell him to Google it. No, I think everybody remembers they don't have to Google anything. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, we haven't talked enough about the Phillies. But now they're at a point where, guess what? Um, now they're starting to... Play. It's a tough series with Arizona. Arizona, to its credit, is really good. I mean, it, you know, people know how oh, the Braves had the best record in the National League. Actually, the D-backs and the Braves had the same record. So that'll be a really good series. Who do the Yankees have next? Do we know? Off today, Subway Series at City Field tomorrow and Wednesday, and then to Boston for another series with the Red Sox. Ooh. Could be a lost week. All right, uh, we'll come back with more in a moment. 
it's kind of weak. You get where it's going to be crushing for you. <laughs> uh, then you know the problem. You know the problem the Yankees had this weekend. They didn't hit. Absolutely, did not hit. It is a very streaky lineup, but that's what happens when you have a bunch of when you have when more than half your lineup right now is a bunch of triple layers. Well, then, you know, at least they have a farm system. Yeah, I mean they're 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 doing they're they're suitable and they're doing well, but I mean it's not sustainable. That's the point. Injuries once okay. again killing this team. And your guy Volpe's going through a pretty bad slump right now. He is he is slumping right now. This is your guy. Like like you you put everything into him. What's he hitting? One seventy three? Yeah, it's that's Never. come at a bad time, but Come at a bad time. <laughs> bad time. Let me see here. What's he hitting? Just want to make sure I had it right. This is this is your guy here, Volpe. Let's see. John Sterling gets struck by foul ball. Okay, when that's your highlight, that's not good. <laughs> What's your highlight of the weekend? Well, the play-by-play guy got hit by a ball. Oh, great! Like, did you hit any home runs? No, the foul, the play-by-play guy got hit by a foul ball. <laughs> All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Want to work for a stable yet growing company? Got it. Want to work for a family-owned business with over 100 years' experience in taking care of customers and employees? Got it. Want to work for a leader in selling more cars and satisfying more customers? Got it. Who has all that? SMC Sunbury Motor Company is looking for technicians across all their departments. Whether you're an entry-level technician, an experienced technician, or someone looking for a career change, Sunbury Motors would love to hear from you. They're looking for technicians for their quick lane, car and light truck service, heavy truck service, body shop, and frame and alignment division. You can apply online at sunburymotors.com, in person at our North 4th Street location, or call Todd at 570-286-7746. Your new career of working on Fords, Kias, Hyundais, Western Star trucks, plus anything that fits in the door, and some things that don't. Join Sunbury Motors. Your new career is waiting for you. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business, RV, boat, motorcycle. They'll make sure you're fully insured. And they'll figure out every way they can to save you money. Could be bundles, could be going over state lines, whatever. Customer service means everything to them. And the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament, Wednesday, August 9th, at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the Greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Final X Wrestling 
And what a showing for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Wow. This is the 2023 world team. Half of them are from the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Nick Lee at 65 kilograms. Zane Rutherford at 70. David Taylor at 86. And then those who are in the club that are not Penn State wrestlers, but they're wrestling here as part of the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Kyle Dake, who beat Jason Dolph, and Kyle Snyder. And Taylor beat Aaron Brooks, but Brooks will have his day. There'll be a day where Brooksy does it. Thomas Gilman is also uh, wrestling here as well. He was beaten by uh, Zane Richards. But Nick Lee, Zane Rutherford, Kyle Dake, David Taylor, and Kyle Snyder, all from the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. All going to the uh, World Championships on the men's freestyle team. Pretty impressive. It just is amazing to see all this. And, you know, I, I think Penn State went so many years of being good, on the cusp, good, on the cusp. I think no matter how many championships they win, uh, I think Penn State fans appreciate each and every one of them and don't take any of them for granted because so many of them remember all the close, you know, close calls or not quite there or you know, get sick of watching Iowa win or whatever. Uh, I think Penn State fans appreciate all of them. Now you see something like this. I mean, they Penn State is just the dominant program in the country and maybe the dominant country uh, program in the world. Nick Lee, Zane Rutherford, Kyle Dake, David Taylor, Kyle Snyder, all from the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. That's half the team. Amazing, huh? Absolutely amazing. So I want to make sure we got that in before we uh, moved on. So you don't like the uh, Big Ten schedule, huh? Uh, no, not really. I haven't looked at everybody else's schedule, so I don't know. Um, um, I, so I don't really know how everybody else's schedule stacks up. And... Uh, have you looked at the other ones? I haven't. So, I have, but this is based on the ten protected games that are out there, and which I now understand how they're created. And it's a, it's, looking at Penn State's, yeah, it's, it's eleven or eleven, yeah, and then and and, and just looking at Penn State's schedules for twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five, specifically the home schedule, where it's loaded in next year in twenty twenty four. That's gonna be a lot of fun, but then twenty twenty five is eh. Well, part part of that too is is twenty five. You only have four home games in the conference, so that does enter into it and does lead to the possibility of something like that happening. How about that? Um, as opposed to having five home games next year, which I'd said on the show last week that they would get five home games in twenty four, 
Uh, I did know they were going to get going in. I knew they were going to get five games in 24. Going in, I did know that USC was on the schedule, and I did know that Ohio State was not in 25. That going in, so I did know that. Um, it will be the 25 will be the first time that Penn State has not played Ohio State since joining the Big Ten. It's the only program that they had played every year in the Big Ten. But part of that, too, is TV-wise, they want to get Ohio State, Michigan, USC, and Penn State to be playing each other. But you can't have them playing each other in the same season. Just can't. Because it doesn't make any sense to do that. And now you're at a point when you do something like that, there's a possibility you're just knocking each other off. So you're trying to work it in such a way where you play two out of the three in the season. And that's what Penn State has. They've got USC, Ohio State in 24. They have USC and Michigan in 25. What I'll be interested to see will be is will Ohio State, excuse me, will USC, Rutgers, and Michigan State all be on the schedule in 26 and 27 as well? Where in that four-year span, you keep that cluster together. Then starting in in 28, you give, you give Penn State a different three cluster, home and away. I just that's why I'm interested to see. It'll, it'll answer some questions for me as to what we're doing as a conference when you see what the schedules are in 26 and 27. Because you may have USC again, home and away. You may have Michigan State home and away. You may have Rutgers home and away again. So it, you know, which would then make it easier to schedule the other six games around it. But we'll see. I don't know. Because we don't know what that is yet. If I have to take a guess, Penn State, USC will still be there in 2026 and beyond. I just think college football, the the conference itself, they're just so enamored with that matchup. Well, no, but... At least that's that's just the impression I'm getting from 30 to 45,000 feet. I mean, I I think that there'll be a point where... um, Because Penn State doesn't have a designated rival, there'll be a point where it'll rotate off. Um, in a year, and and that would be the year they play Ohio State and Michigan in the same year. You notice in these schedules, they're not playing they're not playing Michigan in twenty four, and they're not playing Ohio State in twenty five. So it could be that there'll be come a time later where USC rotates off and they're playing Ohio State and Michigan in the same year. See what I'm saying? Where they're trying to keep everybody playing two out of three. In fact, let's see. What, what is the USC schedule? Just for the heck of it. Well, that makes sense, USC, though. USC 2024. Let's see. Let's see, USC football. All right, so just for the heck of it. I, just, I want to see how they're handling um, Michigan and uh, 
I want to see how they're handling Michigan and Ohio State in their schedules. Let's see. Conference announces 24 and 25 schedules for USC. Let's see. Oh, we can get tickets. There you go. Great. Uh, 24 USC plays Michigan at home at the Coliseum. And they play at Penn State. In 25, they host Penn State, as we all know, and they travel to Ohio State. See? They play two out of three each time. With, in the first two years, Penn State being the anchor, and they rotate in Michigan to play at the Coliseum in 24, but they travel to Ohio State in 25 because they're playing Penn State at home. Yeah, this is all starting to make a little more sense now. I I just thought that with the way things have been going with college football, I just thought they would just be in your face with every single big matchup they can get every single year. The reason you can't do that, Matt, you can't have your conference end up eating its own. You can't do that. Your your goal is to get as many teams into the um, college football playoff as possible, so you have to be smart about it. Right. I never thought of that. That's for, that's that's a yeah. That's a good. That's a great point. So UCLA is going to play at Michigan and, and host Ohio State. Okay, I'm not saying they're a national championship contender, but this is how they look with Ohio State. So they're at Michigan in, in Ann Arbor. Then they have Ohio State in the Rose Bowl in 24. Then in 25, they're at Penn State. And they don't have Michigan or Ohio State on. But they have USC on it. So, in other words, their schedule, I mean, here's UCLA's schedule. They've got at Michigan, they've got Ohio State, and they have USC. Then in 25, UCLA has at Penn State, at USC, and that's it. they got Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers, and Wisconsin at home. I know, sell out the Rose Bowl. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Boy, that is not going to sell any tickets. Oof. Now, what will sell tickets? Do you know what their opening game is in 25? Georgia. Oh, that will be fun. Yeah. There you go. Uh, But their home schedule in the Rose Bowl... In 24 is Ohio State, USC. Then they have Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern. They also have a game at LSU next year, too. They have Fresno State in the Rose Bowl. Fresno State will bring some fans. Can you imagine if Notre Dame ever does come into the Big Ten, what this would be like just as far as doing their whole rotation thing now? I mean, that would... Yeah. I just can't. I just can't imagine the sched the the schedule making and trying to open up that can of worms and try to control that. Yeah. See, that's been the biggest issue I've had with people talking about going to eighteen and twenty. I mean, there's a lot of enthusiasm for it because it's different. But I don't think that you know anybody with common sense. You're not going to sit there and have enthusiasm for it. You you have to figure out how to make this work first. Then you bring in other people if you make this work first. 
I mean, this has taken a lot of work to do this. I mean, you notice that they have, I mean, um, I mean, you notice right out of the gate, like they have, um, just given us the twenty-four and twenty-five football schedules, and no dates. So it's taken a long time to get to that. They haven't even told you yet what the volleyball schedule is going to be. Or the men's and women's soccer schedule. Or what the men's and women's basketball formula is going to be like. You're going to play 18 games for the women? Are you going to play 20 for the men? I mean, my guess is they're going to keep it at 20, so that's five home and aways, 10-1 plays. Well, how do you, how do you sequence... The 10-1 plays. I mean, how do you do that? How do you schedule the games? Like the scheduling the games out at USC and UCLA, I'm talking about now, this is from basketball now. I think it's pretty obvious you're going to go out there and you're going to take a long road trip, you're going to play them both and then come back. So you may play on a Wednesday and a Saturday, you may play on a Thursday, Saturday, or Sunday, whatever, Okay. And that's what I find interesting about about this. It's taking so much energy and effort just to start it and to make it working. What the heck you want to bring in two? Let's bring in two more to do what? To start the process over again? <laughs> Come on. Here, let's take the money we're getting now. Let's make this work first. Now let's see how it works and what we need to adjust to make it work. Because we haven't even gotten to the other sports yet. They're going to get Washington and Oregon, and then they're going to add. They're going to have Florida State, and they're going to add North Carolina. It's like, oh, jeez, really? Now, have now, they finalized if they're going to do block scheduling yet for the Olympic sports? No, they, they haven't. They haven't announced anything on the Olympic sports. They have announced nothing on the Olympic sports. That's why I mean, this is taking. There's a reason why it's taking a long time. Because it's not easy. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, and you got people, hey, take Washington, Oregon. Just slow down. Okay, how about, like, let's take care of this part first. <laughs> right? This part has been no party. <laughs> right? If you sat there and went, hey, it's really easy. Let's bring them in. Okay, fine. But guess what? <laughs> Like every time you turn around, you feel like you're you're gaining inches here and not yards. It just it's taking a while. Now you still have obviously months before you have to announce the other stuff, but they haven't even given you what that stuff is yet. You would think the basketball thing they probably would try to get it out before basketball media days in in October, right? But this is, I mean. 
it takes a lot of work to balance this. Now, you're going to get the usual sort of, look how many miles they're traveling, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I got it. Okay, I understand it. I know it's a long trip. I've made the trip many times. Okay? But there isn't much difference between getting on a bus and busing to Rutgers, which takes about four hours. Or busing to the NIT, it takes about 420. And flying a plane, four hours, or 420. The problem USC and UCLA are going to have is not getting here. Okay, It's going to be a longer trip going back. Because you're flying against the wind. I mean, that's going to add 45 minutes to an hour to the whole thing. For teams in the East going out there, boom. They'll be able to pop right back in. They'll probably be able to do it in pretty decent time. It's still going to take a lot to do it. But... I mean, I got it. They're going to have to travel miles. That's fine. But they're doing it on charters. Now, the other ones, now, I think the other sports are the ones that become really tricky. Not football and basketball have some advantages to them. All right, wrap it up in a moment. Hi, this is Season. For over 100 years, the Purdy Insurance Agency has been protecting families and businesses of the greater Susquehanna Valley and beyond. With the experience of our trained and knowledgeable staff, you can rest assured that your needs will be evaluated and met by some of the industry's best representatives. No matter what your insurance needs are, call Purdy Insurance today at 570-286-5855. Visit our website at purdyinsurance.com or check us out on Facebook to see what we can do for you. Neil Kulong, Lafitte, Pinkai tomorrow, Jerry Dulac later in the week. More Matt Rance. By the way, happy birthday to Mark Catrillo. Thank you. Beautiful child. Two years old now. Well, you know what that means. <laughs> yep. Get ready to hear the word no a lot. 